Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 138, Pouring Out Pain in the Caves of Life. Have you ever been in a cave? That's not something that I have done a lot of in my life, even though my home state is famous for Mammoth Cave. I've never been to Mammoth Cave, but I have been close to there. Uh, there was a cave and an entire park that is close to Mammoth Cave that is more friendly for young people. And so I got to go into that cave area and I can still, as I sit here tonight, because I'm recording in the evening, as I sit here tonight, I can still imagine the smell. I remember going into the depth of the cave and feeling the cold, even though it was very hot outside, but in the cave, it was cold. I remember the moisture. I remember it being treacherous to try to walk, even though this was one where people did this all the time and it was even suitable for kids. But there were some places where you had to be very careful. We've been talking for the last few weeks about the relationship between King Saul of Israel, the very first king of Israel, and David. David, the commander of his army, David, his son's best friend, David, the heir apparent to the throne, and David, the one who Saul was stalking. Saul had the green-eyed monster in, on steroids and hated David and was after him, and he is chasing him, and David is on the run. We've seen David on the run for the last few weeks, and last week, we talked through the first, I think it was about four or five verses of 1 Samuel 22. And the very first verse was, So David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Soon his brothers and all of his relatives joined him there. And we talked last week about kind of our tribe, our group of people who we have an opportunity to lead. In David's case, it was bunch bunch of kind of desperados. It was ones that were down on their luck. They were bankrupt. They were on the outside of society. Those were the ones that moved their way toward David and followed him and became part of his mighty men. David was in hiding. And he, we know for sure that he was in two different caves in Chapter 22, we hear about the cave of Adullam, and then in chapter 24, we will hear about another one, but that doesn't mean that he, he didn't find himself hiding in more caves, because just imagine, just try to imagine being someone on the run from, if you're from the States, the President of the United States, or if you are listening to me from another country and you have a king or you have a prime minister, imagine trying to hide from that person, the person who holds the majority of the power in that particular country. So David hiding out in a cave makes total sense. And it's got me thinking about cave life. 
because David, in the midst of his cave experiences, he he's honest with God. Now, David, when he writes, we're going to go over Psalm 142 today and Psalm 57. You've got to remember that David's story was unique, even though some of you who are within the sound of my voice are going to relate because you've had somebody who was hunting you and you literally have been in hiding or maybe at this very moment. That's a kind of a cave existence. Lord willing, it's only for a season, but for some people, it's a very, very long season. For others, the caves of life, it's not as much about somebody chasing you. It's about what you are trying to avoid the exposure of. For instance, you may revert into your own personal cave because you are not willing to face the people around you due to the shame that you feel. Or maybe you kind of hole up in a cave because you have such deep hurt that trying to engage with others is more than you feel as though you've got energy to do. I want you to think about the caves of your life. So our weekly assignment feature this week, I'll give you that at the beginning so you can begin thinking about it. But when was the last time you poured out your heart to the Lord, which we're going to talk about that? Consider pouring out some pain and or praise at some point this week. I'm challenging you that whatever cave, whatever your cave looks like, your cave of pain, whatever your cave of pain looks like, take a moment or take a few moments, set aside some time and pour out your heart to the Lord. As I read through Psalm 142 and Psalm 57, even though not all of the pieces are going to fit, unless you are someone like David who is literally on the run from a physical person that is trying to harm you, many of the verses are not going to be, you know, one-to-one application. And yet there are other parts of it that apply to us all. Psalm 142. I cry out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. That verse right there, that fits any of us. It doesn't matter what type of cave we may be in. Take a moment at this very, wherever you are. If you're in your car driving, if you are lying in your bed, if you're listening on your headset, whatever it may be, Take a moment to, from your spirit, cry out to the Lord and plead for the Lord's mercy. I'm going to do that on behalf of each of us. Dear God, at this very moment, for each person who's within the sound of my voice, I pray for your mercy upon them. The second verse is the one that I made the graphic 
primarily about, and that is I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. If you had a focal verse for this week, this would be the verse. This would be the one that I would challenge you to memorize, to meditate on. Let's think about this here. I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. Sometimes we as human beings, we, we just, uh, we're clueless, <laughs> just to be honest. Sometimes we just, we revert like we recoil into our own personal cave and we just hold everything in. Do you think that that is healthy? I understand it to a point when we don't feel like we can share the deepest of our hearts with other human beings. I get that. I truly do. But I challenge you to be honest with the Lord. Some of you may have been raised in a religious structure that did not encourage you to approach God directly. You were encouraged to go through someone or to pray to someone besides God. I challenge you to read scripture. Look at just the book of Psalms. And look at the intimacy, especially the Psalms of David. Look at the intimate way that he talks with God. A few generations after David, there's a prophet named Elijah. And he was also on the run. Now, Elijah, if there were such a thing as super prophet status, Elijah would have been that. The miracles that God worked through him are legendary. And you would think that if anybody was above cave dwelling, it would be Elijah. But you would be wrong. He's just participated in this like monumental once of a lifetime battle with the prophets of Baal. And he has seen God do miracles. But he's tired physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And Queen Jezebel, who is absolutely infamous, she says, I'm going to take you out. And he takes off running and he, he eventually thinks he gets far enough away. And in the midst of that, it's first Kings 19. This super prophet is not in a good way. He is not in a good way. Here he was in a similar place to David. But I think you're going to see you're going to see a similarity, but you're going to see some differences definitely with how Elijah was pouring out his heart to God. So 1 Kings 19 verse 3, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. 
I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. And I don't know how long it's going to be before we ever get to this passage of Scripture in context. But you can see right there that he definitely poured out his complaints to the Lord. There was no doubt about it. And God, even, even in the, goodness, the, the moment of totally unfocused on God humanity that Elijah displays, God ministers to him. Sometimes what you pour out is not going to be something you ever want to see on the big screen. You're like, I wouldn't want anybody to know that I was in that place. But when you're in that place, know that you can pour out your heart to the Lord. He loves you. There is nothing you can tell him that he does not already know. But he wants to hear it from you. complaints before him and tell him all your troubles.